Welcome to the Celtic Way Podcast, where we look to bring a fresh vision of spiritual life by nurturing a vibrant, evolving, and sustainable life with God in nature. Celtic spirituality is an ancient tradition of seeing God in everyone and in everything. Seasons come and go, darling, don't Welcome to the Celtic Way Podcast. I'm Matt Kinzera, joined as always with creative director of Celtic Way, Scott Jenkins. Great to be with you, Scott. We, uh, I'm in Wisconsin here. We just had maybe the most extreme form of nature whiplash you could ever imagine. On, on Saturday, it was in the 80s. And now today, which is Monday when we're recording this, schools are closed because of the snow. Wow. Yeah. And we must have been just a little ahead of you, I guess, because literally, too, one day it was 80 degrees and we were out riding bikes, short sleeves, white legs. You know, I was like, cool. And I think and I posted online on the Celtic Way uh, Facebook thing, the snow that was coming down the very next day. It was. So if we... So if we yeah. see God in nature, sometimes God, I don't appreciate a sense of humor. So, <laughs> <there>. <laughs> well, either that or God's like variety. We've got go. to have some variety. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy sometimes. And and Colorado's famous. Like I think I've told you before, we can have at least three seasons of the year in the same week. Sure, sure. That's fairly yeah, that's common. Amazing. Now, Scott, when when in in my professional Christian career, I'll call it, mm-hmm. when I was working in churches, it was all about, and again, I was working primarily in the role of, of music and the arts, and there was a big emphasis on what a young girl once described to you as the big show, where oh yeah, it's about everything has to be done really well, everything has to be over the top, there's lighting, there's sound, there's a band, there's a snappy sermon, you know, the building has to look nice. And and one of the things that, you know, that Celtic spirituality has offered to me in so many ways is the freedom to walk away from that type of thinking and to see the life of Jesus not in the not just i'll say this not just in the spectacular because jesus certainly shows up in the spectacular yeah maybe more commonly in the everyday let's talk about that a little bit today and i think the word you used is is jesus showing up in the mundane everybody's favorite theme right? <laughs> I think because you know i thinking about and Chris and I were talking about this, but I think about Jesus, the miracles. And Chris is like, I know you're just envious of him because he could walk on water and you needed a board. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's enough. But it's so true. What's woven through the Celtic spiritual history are both of these things. So I can't just leave out the miraculous. Because when you follow Aiden and Columba and and all, I mean, there's tons of miracles. But when you read things like the Carmina Gadelica, 
where people are experiencing God getting out of bed and putting on their shoes, going to milk the cow, taking the pail of milk, you know, going to the well and being grateful for water and finding the presence of God within and all around them. That's just so, so good. And then as I look back on my own life, there are these like, you know, how people say, hey, connect the dots. I mean, I was very, very influenced in, at the Franciscan seminary that I went to. Where is God? Well, look in the eyes of the person you're with. There's the presence of Christ. The one who is made in the image of God is right next to you looking back at you. And then later, when I was being trained to be a spiritual director, going to the Vincentian Center for Spirituality and Work, one of the great things that Vincent discovered in his own life that the people who are absolutely poor are our teachers, because what they know day in and day out is their total dependence on a God who comes to them in other people, who has surrounded them in the gifts of like an apple hanging like low fruit from a tree. When you're hungry, that's a good thing. Kindness. And all the way through, I think what we're discovering is that it does take a great deal of awareness. That's why the Celtic people really began in monasteries instead of churches where there was a rhythm, and the rhythm was around prayer, and the prayer was to increase our awareness of God within us and all around us so that we could be this presence of Christ in the world where we find ourselves. And on this Saturday at Breaking Bread is a Celtic Way live event this Saturday uh, in Denver at this place called the Heart Light Center. And you can go to our website and check it out, how to get there. And the reading is on the road to Emmaus. So these two guys are walking along and it says something like in their conversation, you know, they're troubled by everything that happened in Jerusalem. We thought, you know, he was going to be this great miracle worker, this great guy. And they're very troubled and despondent, and they're having a conversation. They're just having a conversation probably between two friends. And all of a sudden, this guy kind of appears, right? Probably caught up with them on the road. And he's like, hey, what's going on? What are you talking about? And they're like, haven't you watched the news? Don't you know what happened? He's no, tell me. They have this great conversation. And Jesus opens up the scriptures and teaches them. And they invite him in for dinner. You know, come on in. Let's let's have some food together. And um, this is an interesting little tidbit. I don't want to get too far off track, but Jesus kind of gives the impression he's going further. They're like, no, no, come on in. Really, have some chow. Okay, so he does. And while they're having this meal, their sight goes from seeing this stranger to this great recognition scene where it says that he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. They're reflecting back. They're reflecting back about that he said he took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it. They're looking back at that, and this is the great recognition scene because this is another odd thing in the scripture. Why didn't why didn't the scripture just say, and all of a sudden he got up and left? No, it says, nope. 
and he vanished from their sight. It's like, okay, so what is that all about, you know? And I think about, as I read the lives of the Celtic saints, how many times Christ was present in such a, a big way, and yet there were times, so many times, where due to the harshness of weather, maybe a drought, maybe an invasion by the Vikings or, you know, whatever happened, they really went through some hard times and they wondered, like all of us do, don't we all, at one time or another, where are you? I really could use you now. I'm not even necessarily wanting a miracle. I just want to know that you're here with us in this really great time of transition, a big loss, um, and the vacuum seems so pronounced, you know? And when I was reflecting on that, when Columba and Aiden are teaching people, he, they are teaching people to recognize not just the Christ who is within them, but what Jesus had, they have now been given so that they can be this presence of the living Christ in their village, on the road, wherever they are. It's as if Jesus continues to take instead of bread, takes us and blesses us. And I don't think it's out of the realm to say that he also breaks us, right? We all need to be broken. And and that came from, uh, we were watching this Western show, this guy's riding a, a bucking bronco, and you ride them until you break them so they can be a tame horse. And I was like, oh yeah, I kind of get that, that Jesus does that to us. But after he takes us and blesses us and breaks us, he gives us to the world as an offering of his presence once more extended. And I think about that phrase in Luke's gospel that Jesus vanished. And when I first read that, and I've read it several times, it just made me like, why'd you do that? Things were just getting good. You could have stayed and just taken this one step further. No, he vanishes. And I now I'm thinking today, like Scott Dewey said during the prayer service, maybe Jesus had a lot of courage to vanish. It wasn't the kind of vanishing that was abandonment. It may have been the kind of vanishing, I've given you what you've needed. You recognized me in a simple act of the breaking of the bread. Now, open your heart and open your eyes and see me wherever you are in the little things that are happening. I am with you always, Jesus said, even to the end. And this uh, is really a, a gift that flows right from Celtic spirituality all the way down the history of the church, all the way into our lives today. I mean, Matt, think about the times in your life, the little things, where you're like, wow, this was a Godwing. Even thinking about, you know, the Last Supper and that idea, when he said, this is my body, you know, our, our perspective immediately goes to Jesus's physical body but if you right. look at that in a broader perspective then we are described as the body of christ and so what you're talking about makes so much sense even in that context that there was like everything with jesus there was more going on than right. what appeared to be and when i think about my life 
there's certainly been those big spiritual high moments. And unfortunately, I think a lot of times people are always looking for those. And I, I think we should kind of maybe just switch our attention and focus on the mundane, as you call it, and trust that along the road living in the mundane, there will be moments of spiritual highs and incredible things that you experience, but they will they will be much less frequent than just the everyday ordinary situation. And when I think back at my life, all of the major things from a, I won't say all, but the vast majority of the major things that have happened in my life that have meant something in a spiritual manner have been in conversations or in small little things here and there, or meeting this person or having that little experience or meeting Scott Jenkins in a random podcast or whatever. <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's, it's very rare that I think about my own spiritual journey and, and thinking about these huge miraculous things. It's much yeah. more that I'm reminded of a conversation or a human being or a chance meeting, you know? So I think this idea of understanding God and Jesus within the context of the mundane is paramount and primary for our relationship with, with God here on this earth. It is. And that's so well put. I think about the rhythms of nature through the, like say through a whole year. And what do we see? We see ups and down, birth and death, the whole thing. And in that all, God is present in different ways, comes to us in different ways, but different seasons. And I think when I take a step back and look at the whole year, I'm encouraged about what whatever lies ahead, what ups, whatever ups and downs there are. I mean, I don't need to tell you, there's a little bit of anxiety floating around the world nowadays. And um, it's good to have this kind of history. It's good to have the experience that I don't need a, a flashy miracle all the time, God forbid. What I need is that faith and to have my sight move from seeing to recognition to looking deeper than what's on the surface. That gives me a lot of hope and a lot of faith. And it gives me something, I'm just to be honest about this, it gives me something very real to engage people with in conversation. I don't have to make this stuff up. I can just really point to, and isn't this what the Celtic people were trying to teach us? That the experience of God in our life is trustworthy. Oh, it's great to have a Bible. And I suppose people are going to say, oh, it's wonderful to have the right doctrine and the correct theology and make sure you have a creed to throw in there. And then blah, 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 blah. And somehow what gets pushed aside is our real experiences with the with the Christ who is alive, who may be vanished, but is still in everything around us and guiding us on the way. And I think it takes a lot of the, you know, we we come from a culture, a historical culture of, you know, clergy being the ones that have the right answers and the right doctrine and the right theology and the right knowledge. And if we take this this from Jesus, this body of Christ, this active in the world, you know, that we represent him here on this on this earth, if we take that to heart, it I, I don't know how else to say it, it levels the playing field a bit. It puts yeah. priority not on the the higher ups, but on all of us. Yeah. And if I think about those who he was talking to in that room and the disciples and how ordinary they were, how not a single one of them was extraordinary by the world standards, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. 
I can see, you know, I think all of humanity, we can see ourselves in the disciples. We can see ourselves in the ordinary. And so if we can understand through this passage or through just the life of Jesus, the importance of just living in the ordinary and mundane and how beautiful that is, that could change everything. You know, I think the answers to the world's problems don't come from better theologies or better, you know, government. They come from better human to human contact on a, a daily basis. That's where I think, you know, Jesus and the message of Christ can truly be world changing and world altering. Relationships, relationships, relationships. Yeah. That's radical stuff, Matt. I just got to tell you. Yeah. And maybe that's what the world needs right now. Somewhere we've all experienced what it means to have lived through what we consider to be the absence. But if we can just really get into the fact that this living Christ is never absent, He's within us. We are, as you said, the body of Christ. He has taken us into His heart. He has blessed us with His life. He breaks us where we need it in love. And He offers us to the world as He offered Himself. Simply, in the ordinary, in the mundane, and in relationships. And that's fertile soil for hope. For more information on Celtic Way, go to CelticWay.org. You can also find us on Facebook at Celtic Way Colorado or on Instagram at Celtic Way Official. Special thanks to Suzanne Kinzera for the music for this podcast. Seasons come and go, darling, don't you know? Love will outflow from the overflow, and time it may make sense. Please don't. to